I find it very hard to see the logic behind some of the moves you have made with this fine organization. This is the Rich Eisen Show. All right, here comes the judge. Aaron Judge. The Yankees want to give him 17 million. Judge wants 21 million. Hey, Yankees, 4 million bucks. Hal's got that in the ashtray. Today's guests, ESPN college basketball analyst, Jay Billis. Eagles offensive tackle, Lane Johnson. Senior writer for Sports Illustrated, Chris Mannix. Plus, actor Michael Mando. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Oh, yes, indeed. Welcome to this edition of the Rich Eisen Show, everybody. Three hours of fun and frolic. Good times. Coming up, Jay Billis will be joining us here on this program as the NBA draft goes down tomorrow night. Chris Mannix. Uh, Sports Illustrated will join us as well. So Jay's going to handle the whole business about uh, who's going to get drafted. And Chris Mannix will talk about all the intrigue that's going on behind the scenes and pick swaps and things of that nature that uh, could play into tomorrow night's NBA draft. Lane Johnson, the Philadelphia Eagles, will be joining us. And then the actor Michael Mando, who plays Nacho Varga in Better Call Saul, one of our favorite shows. He's going to be here in person. Love it. Yeah, baby. Good to see you over there, Chris Brockman. How are you? I'm great. Good. <laughs> okay. Good to see you, Jay Felly. Good hey, to see you over up, there. Rich? DJ Mikey D handling his, uh, I guess, USFL duties. Sure. Or I saw a picture of sure. his tweeting out photographs of him on a plane. Yeah, like, I saw like that. Like the first time he's ever been in first class. He's like, hey, look at me. Oh, my God. TJ Jefferson, <laughs> lighting the candle. What's up, yes, sir? Yes, indeed. I mean, there's a lot up, Rich. Well, um, you've been doing uh, expert work in um, the... A daily segment that we've been running. I appreciate for that. For almost you. a week now. Um, the number one player in the history of every franchise in the NFL. And we break it down division by division. Which division do you have for us later today? Today we have the AFC South. AFC South. Yes. All right. So Fan- forward. Fantastic. They're getting all a- the backlash from the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, fans, they, so and, and you know, they always do let you know. And once again, uh, no <laughs> coaches no coaches are involved in this. So Urban Meyer is out. out. He cannot be on this list. Kicked out. Good job. Hey, thank you, Jay. Once this is over, I'm going to debut my new segment, The Worst Person in Franchise History. Oh, okay. We'll do the opposite. I'm going to do the opposite. Very masshole of you to do that. Very good. We'll workshop that later on. That's YouTube only, so I can We'll workshop that later on. Love it. Love it. Uh, Okay. Um, Let's start with the latest on the live tour. Uh, whose money does not jiggle, jiggle, it folds. Ish. Well, it's it's black. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's oil, folds. It's oil rich. Their money folds. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's oil. So, so I guess it goes gurgle, gurgle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and folds. Uh, interesting. Their money pours. Um, so the latest on, on all this, um, as we're, we're now matriculating our way to the final major of the year after the U.S. Open, right off the bat, I mean... As soon as the Live Tour came into being and was going through all of their well-manicured and occasionally uh, um, off-the-rails press conferences to, to announce everything, um, the, uh, the U.S. Open came out and said, yeah, they're, they're, they're welcome here. And I think they made that announcement before the PGA Tour suspended a single player, actually. And the conversations that we've been having here all the time and, and those who uh, consume the show here on Peacock or Sirius XM or this terrestrial radio affiliate or Odyssey or our podcast, uh, YouTube.com, once we're all done, you, you know we've been talking about it uh, for darn near a month. And I, I said 
a couple weeks ago that maybe the PGA Tour is waiting to have the rest of the majors weigh in. The Open Championship, which is set for um, next month in St. Andrews. And um, the Royal and Ancient, what will they say? And then, of course, the Green Jackets down in Augusta. And Alan Shipnuck, who wrote the book on Phil, from which the quote that launched (laughs) this whole hoo-ha all year long involving the Live Tour and the Saudis and things of that nature. He said, "Don't, don't, don't, don't expect the Royal and Ancient or Augusta National to come in and weigh in on this at all they're just going to let everybody come in they have one tournament a year they want the best field possible they don't want any part of this conversation sure enough the royal and ancient which operates the open championship has chimed in the chief executive of the rna named martin slumbers which sounds like a character from austin powers Martin Slumbers, baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> My name is Martin Slumbers, baby. <laughs> Do I make you Randy, baby? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> His Berman nickname is Martin Golden Slumbers. <laughs> but this is across the pond, so I'm not but I'm not going to read this statement in a British accent. Why I can't not? Keep, I can't oh, keep it yeah. up. It's just I can't keep this whole thing up. But. The, so the accent. Here we go. Uh, Martin, Martin Slumbers. Uh, baby, yeah. He says, the Open is golf's original championship. Oh. And since it was first played in 1860. <laughs> damn. Ah, it's a long time ago. There's a lot of mashies out there, right? Bangers. Yeah. There's, <laughs> there's no <laughs> yeah, mashers and ba- bangers and mashies. Bangers and mashes like that. <laughs> I think the ball was wooden back then. Oh, gosh. <laughs> the they, clubs they, definitely they, were. They, <laughs> <laughs> the drinks cart was, uh, was, was pulled by a horse. <laughs> All right. Let's get back on this. <laughs> I want your finest ale as I make the All turn. Right. All right. Here we go. The opening golf's original. Let's treat this with the seriousness it deserves. Of course, obviously. Round of drinks for the boys, five, six. The opening golf's original championship, and since it was first played in 1860, openness has been fundamental to its ethos and unique appeal. Wow. Fundamental to the ethos? Yeah, I think you know where this is going. (laughs) Players who are exempt or have earned a place through qualifying for the 150th Open in accordance with the entry terms and conditions will be able to compete in the championship in St. Andrews. We are focused on staging world-class championship in July and celebrating this truly historic occasion for golf. We will invest the proceeds of the Open, as we always do, for the benefit of golf, which reflects our purpose to ensure that the sport is thriving 50 years from now. 51 years from now. Who cares? Yeah, baby, yeah! <laughs> Great job. Great job. Well, I, is that a soundbite from Martin? Doesn't that sound like an Austin Powers name, Martin Slumbers? <laughs> Groovy, yeah, baby. Baby, yeah! <laughs> oh, my God. So the Royal and Ancient says, let's bring, come on in. Allow everybody. myself to introduce myself. So the live tour goes on. Their next tournament is next week in Oregon, right? Correct. And uh, maybe, just maybe, Brooks Kepka will make his debut there because it was last week at the, op- the U.S. Open 
when he was asked about all this is just, come on, let's not put a dark cloud over the U.S. Open by asking a multiple champion of this event whether he's going to go take the Saudi money, which I'm going to do. By the way, he didn't say that, but he did say it was a put a black cloud over the U.S. Open. And then once the U.S. Open is over, ESPN reports and a whole bunch of others confirm it's going to be Brooks Kepka on the Live Tour, where his brother already is. And and yesterday we were talking about, well, wait a minute, he's supposed to be at the Travelers Championship this week at uh, the TPC at Cromwell, Connecticut, where I have... The old stomping ground. I've left my mark. And divots, <laughs> and if you if you dragoon the uh, the water holes, you might find a whole bunch of my pellets. Um, from back in my day of uh, getting on there when I was at ESPN, um, and and Brooks tweeted out in April, he was coming, excited to return to the at Travelers Championship. See you in June. Retweeting the Travelers announcing his arrival on April 13. That's how it started. As the kids say on social media now, how's it going? <laughs> PGA Tour Communications. Brooks Kepka is a WD from the Travelers Championship and replaced in the field by Mark Hubbard. Mark Hubbard. Any relation to Glenn? Well, from back in the day. Chubba Hubbard. Um, WD uh, is withdrawal. Oh. This has nothing to do with maybe uh, 40 old? or, yeah, you're okay. not... You're hearing a, a little creak of the door As opening I'm, for the live tour. Is they're not they're not greasing it with the, the old WD forty. As I'm staring at a can of it right here. <laughs> Chris, who is Mark Hubbard? Because I'd like to know oh, who man. he is. He might he might be my favorite new golfer player on the PGA tour. Who is Mark Hubbard? All right, Chris? guys. Mark Hubbard is a 33-year-old man okay. from Denver, Colorado. Yes, he is. He's a man. He went to San Jose State okay. University. Okay. Okay. And according to his uh, PGA Tour bio, he's got three career wins. Okay. Uh, on tour. Okay. At uh, World Golf Ranking, he's the 280th okay. ranked player in the world. He turned pro in 2012. So he's been grinding uh, for quite some time. He has a career well round of... 63. Oh. Impressive. That, by the way, would be nine strokes off the $54 million bonus on the lift tour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Yes. He's made it even 100 cuts in his career, and he's made about $4 million bucks in, 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 in earnings. There he is on the screen. And he's got a great Twitter name, guys. His name is Homeless Hubs. By on, the way, the, you know, with the beard a little bit, he's, he's if Kepka had a beard, right? All right. He looks like Kepka Incognito. We're but gonna, let's go, Mark. Homeless Hubs. We're going to start following. Yeah. By the way, he has less than 10,000 followers. Let's go. Like, let's go. Everyone let's follow go. at Homeless Hubs right now. He is our new favorite player. How on amazing would it be if the guy who gets in the field because Kepka taps out for the big money, a guy who's grinding on the tour since 2012, wins the Travelers? That's what's up. And the first two PGA Tour stops around the U.S. Open while the Live Tour is conducting its business now, operational, is won by Rory McIlroy at the very pinnacle of the profession and a grinder like this guy. Let's go, Mark Hubbard. I'm rooting for you. If you need any help with course knowledge, I, I, can, uh, I can look at my notes from uh, 1999. <laughs> when I was in the uh, celebrity long drive competition, oh, what? and was Who introduced, I was introduced by the 
uh, local uh, disc jockey there in Hartford, Connecticut. It's Rick Risen, much to the delight <laughs> of, of Mike Tarico, who is there. And he still calls me Rick Risen every now and then because he loved that. And Dina Menzel? There was, I mean, Berman was there, too. I mean, that was a big to-do hey, there at the hey, TPC uh, Cromwell. Let's, let's go. <laughs> did, he, did he put Rich's name in the John Travolta name generator? Rick, bad Moon Rising. That's Reese Edgens. <laughs> Reese Edgens. <laughs> let's go. Let's go. Mark Hubbard. This would be amazing. So... By the way, my my, uh, my if you will take on the live tour yesterday, saying that they're they're not they're not helping, they're not growing the game of golf. What they are growing is 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 the prize pool of the PGA Tour, though. Did you oh, see yeah. that they oh, yeah. they kicked over a rock, like a Prudential rock or something. Like, hey, look at all this cash! <laughs> and, and all of a sudden, the uh, the prize pools are going up. And they're rumored to like basically be starting something that looks a lot like the live tour starting next year. <laughs> Is that right? Top 50 in the FedEx points. They're going to play this like eight event tournament oh. for some big money at the end of the year. Okay. So, all right. That's a rumor. Hey, so the the rich get richer and we are uh we're look and, and I'll, I'm I'm going to shoot you straight. My take yesterday that that uh you know this is ruining golf or it's destroying golf cuz you know as as Kevin Clark of the Ringer came on and said it it's going to potentially create two AAA tours. You know, one with some big names, but no real history, no history at all, and no competition. Like everybody gets paid. You know, you're all you're all on a shotgun start, like it's a like it's a, a Monday afternoon at a charity event. You know, takes 19 hours to do a round for you. It takes just three and a half, four hours for them. And then you know, uh, another tour that has fewer stars on it, and that's what Kevin Clark said. And a lot of you folks didn't like that take on YouTube. I saw that. But look, let's be honest, man. We're all just waiting for the NFL to start right now. I know we got Stanley Cup final singular game four coming up. That's why this story, we're, we're constantly talking about it. And plus, the, the, the Open Championship's right around the corner, and we were waiting to hear what they have to say. And Martin Slumbers, who runs the Royal NA, um, said that everybody can go play. Here's another so, reason to like Mark Hubbard, uh, everyone out ah, there, as we as we try to pump him up. Let's over, go over ten thousand followers on Twitter. Yes, he uh, putts in a unique way. What do you mean? He uses a very tiny, like mini golf putter that you would get like in a the Billy Baru. He uses a Billy Baru, and not only uh, does he use this, he uses something called the snail technique stroke. It looks a lot like Larry David. He puts his oh. His uh, right hand at the sh- at the bottom at the shaft, of, of way the, of the... down near the head of the putter. That's how Larry putts. And then he putts. That's how Larry putts. So not only does we Mark gotta, Hubbard, I mean, we got to let on. Larry know about this. He's is he? Let's go. Is he chatting putting? Is that what he's doing? Is it the putting chat? I just got two people sending me a video of him doing this, and it looks completely absurd, but it's actually amazing. It's the putting chat. It's like Happy Gilmore. The, it's the the chat. Like Happy Gilmore, kind the of the chat hockey and putt, style. right? You chat and cut. Chat and this cut. is the this chat is and putt. Chat and putt, but he calls it He's the taking... snail technique. Oh, so. all right. Mark Hubbard, let's go. Mark Hubbard at homeless hub. Two guys that uh, I didn't know. I appreciated more than uh, more than I I, I even knew. Uh, <laughs> that makes no sense. But that's uh, 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 Mark Hubbard, who's taking Brooks Kepka's spot. And the Travelers and uh, Martin Slumbers of the Royal and Ancient. He just came out and 
He dropped a, he dropped some knowledge. Everybody from the Live Tour can play, and uh, and then he used the word ethos. You just that's that's stuff that happens across the pond. You know, yeah, I wrote that you're down not, as you're a not, fantasy you, name, yeah. which is fundamental, what, what, what fundamental is to the to ethos. ethos. Fundamental to the ethos. To its ethos. Yeah. Yes. <clears throat> Although that might be uh, the Who song. I'm not sure. Fun- <laughs> Fundamental. That, was, that sounds like, what, Deep Purple? I don't know. <laughs> Jay Billis is coming up. Who should be number one overall in the NBA draft? And let's talk uh, a little bit of tomorrow night's intrigue in the association. One week after the Warriors bounced the Celtics and lifted the Larry OB, it is time to put hats on prospects and see them get drafted by teams that trade their rights within five minutes <laughs> and confuse the hell out of all of us because they're still attached to that team because the new league year hasn't begun yet. I mean, it's weird. But it's tomorrow night, and Jay Billis will talk about it. Lots of intrigue. Looks like the Philadelphia uh, 76ers are hawking Matisse Tybel in the 23rd overall selection to everybody. Do you know what Woj had to say on the worldwide leader? Something about if you he didn't said, get a call. He said if you have if you're a general manager in the league and you haven't been offered number twenty three overall in Matisse Tybel for a player on your team by Daryl Morey, you have not powered your phone on. I was gonna say, or you have no good players. <laughs> I think everybody's got at least one good player that Daryl Morey would like to have on the Philadelphia 76ers. So uh, Chris Mannix on all the latest and intrigue there. Michael Mando plays Nacho Varga on uh, one of our favorite shows, Better Call Saul in studio hour number three. And Lane Johnson of the Philadelphia Eagles will talk a little bit of uh, ball with him. The best players in the history of every team in the AFC South from TJ Jefferson and you at 844-204-RICH. Off and running on this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. 
Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH, number to dial. He will be part of the worldwide leader's coverage of the NBA draft, as he always is, so expertly. One of our favorites of all time on this program. Joining us on the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line from the worldwide leader in sports is none other than Jay Billis. How are you, Jay? You know, Rich, I prefer integral part, but uh, you introduce me however you like. You know what? <laughs> uh, I haven't written it down, so I could write it down. Integral part. That's a very, uh, very, very good Duke word right there. Integral part. I am writing that yeah, down. My, my mother prefers indispensable, but okay. I don't want to go too far. Understood. You're a humble man. It's very hard to, you know, you stay humble when you're stunting on the ESPN Jumbotron. I understand that. Um, so where are you? Are you in New York yet? Are you there? Where are yeah, you? Yeah, we're in Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Uh, the Brooklyn Marriott staring out at a beautiful skyline of uh, six-story buildings. <laughs> So what are you expecting tomorrow night? You're 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 expecting uh Gonzaga to uh to give us something first? Is it Chet Holmgren? Is that where we're going first tomorrow night? What do you think? The first thing, Rich, I'm expecting is is solid sort of uh liquid intake management on my part because this is my twentieth draft and it becomes more difficult to go six hours without taking a leak than it used to be. So uh, tomorrow is going to definitely be a, a very much a dry day until till after the draft. Smart I don't move. Have to exit. Yeah, I don't have to exit the desk uh, in a hurry. Um, but yeah, it's going to be. I think the top three are pretty solidified. I mean, I, I, still, I still think you know there's a chance that you know I think a lot of people are expecting Jabari Smith of Auburn to go number one to Orlando. I happen to agree with that. But I don't discount the possibility that Chet Holmgren of Gonzaga goes number one. That's somewhat of a coin flip to me. Uh, and then the, Paolo Bancaro, I think, is is locked in at, at number three to Houston. And uh, Sacramento has the fourth pick. And I think Jaden Ivey of Purdue will be the fourth pick. Now, whether Sacramento keeps that pick or not, we'll see. But... But I think that's the top four, and then uh, and then really, I think number, what happens at number five is is what really starts the you know people questioning whether it's the right move or not. So uh, let's take it a, a couple at a time right here. You've you know this, you just mentioned it's uh, your twentieth NBA draft, and you've been watching drafts forever and a day. Before all that, has there ever been a, a first overall pick? Let's just say in Chet Holmgren. Um, who then gets worked out by the his new strength and conditioning coach on the spot on the stage? Has that ever happened before, <laughs> Jay? Well, I mean, it's kind of like when when Kevin Durant came out in 2007, and and we got all wrapped up in the fact that the combine he couldn't lift 185 pounds, <laughs> uh, and we were like, oh my god, you know, he can't do this. And it's like they don't stop the game for a bench press contest; it'll be fine. And, uh, and he's turned out to be be better than fine. And the same thing with Holmgren. Like he's got a Sean Bradley body, which which doesn't sound good, given that Sean Bradley, rest in peace, was not a, a great NBA player. But the game's changed, and and Holmgren's a different player. He's not a low post, a big guy. Uh, he's a perimeter player that's got. He's kind of a baby Giannis in the way he plays, except he shoots it way better than than Giannis. 
Uh, he's a 40% three-point shooter, and he really can grab a rebound and bring the ball up with guard skills. Uh, he can pass it, can you know, spin in the lane and finish with either hand. I mean, he's a he's a a fantastic talent, and I don't think there's going to be a problem for that body in the league. It's just my, you know, I, I've had a mental hurdle to get over. It's like my old man Neanderthal basketball brain kind of looks at that body, going, "Wow, how's that going to hold up in the NBA?" And and the NBA is not a tough man contest. In fact, some of the some of the power forwards that used to play in the league and and were the big tough players probably wouldn't be in the league right now because they're not coveted. You know, they might make a team, but they wouldn't be starters like they were because they can't stretch the floor and shoot it. And you know, the, the game's really changed in that regard. And, and Holmgren, I think, is a reflection of, of that kind of change. Um, he's a he's a perimeter big guy. He's not a, a low post guy. So um, we we were while you were talking about him, we were showing a couple of pictures uh, on the screen from uh, you know Gonzaga's season. Uh, while we're just on the subject matter of Gonzaga, are you surprised that Drew Timmy earlier this month withdrew and said, "I'm going back to school for a senior year"? Are you surprised by that? Not really. He did the same thing last year, and uh, uh, I don't know. You know, it's easy to say he enjoys college or all that. He'll be the player of the year this next year, uh, just sort of as he was right there for it this year. Uh, and uh, you know, I, he probably looks at, at uh, his experience as being some unfinished business as far as winning a national championship. Um, they could have done it a, a couple of years ago. Uh, they had a chance last year and got knocked out before the Sweet 16, which are, or before the Elite Eight, which hardly ever happens with them. Um, so, you know, I, I don't know all the reasons he came back. I'm, you know, selfishly glad I get to watch him another year because he's, uh, he's a fantastic player to watch. I've got uh, Jay Billis here on the Rich Eisen show. So, which one? Who's got the biggest upside? Is it Holmgren? I mean, to use the the draft parlance right here in the NBA. Yeah, the parlance of our time. Mm-hmm. But he, he he has the most the highest ceiling. But uh, Jabari Smith of of Auburn is right there with him. And I liken Smith to you know, even though this is blasphemy to say it, but yeah, you know, he reminds you a little bit of Durant with what a magnificent shooter he is. He shoots forty two percent for three, made seventy nine threes on the year, and you know he's one of just a, a few players in the last twenty five years to have have scored five hundred points. I think it's two hundred fifty rebounds and, and hit over seventy five threes. And one of them's Kevin Durant. The other was Dante Green from Syracuse. And so it's been a long time since Dante Green, but uh, the fact there's only been three in the last 25 years show you, you know, shows you and me that that, that he's a, a super talented player. Uh, he's also very good defensively; like he could switch and guard multiple positions. He can block shots. He rebounds uh, defensively at a high rate. Uh, I think he's the real deal. But I can understand, like you know, if if Holmgren pans out to be an All Star player, which I think he will. Then it's a question of was you know not not so much was it the right decision it's was it the best decision because you can Adrian Wojnarowski said this yesterday there could be two right decisions here and I think that's a fair way to put it um, but you know how it is like we're gonna whoever whichever player is better you're gonna look back and if if Orlando takes the the second best player first you know we're, we're gonna look back in ten years and just hammer their decision here even though it's a it's a coin flip. Similar to the way that we we're hammering the decisions of uh, of the Sixers and Lakers before Jason Tatum, right now. 
Is that what you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, very much so. And uh, and look, how many drafts have we had in in any sport where a player further down the line has turned out to be the better player? Uh, you know, and, and football gets four and five years to look at those guys in college. Basketball gets a year uh, for the best ones, and so it's a little more of a, a, a difficult task to determine. You know, to, to separate out productivity from, from potential and trying to project where somebody's going to be in five years, 10 years versus, you know, what they look like now. Um, and look, I, I mean, it's, it's difficult. It's not impossible, but, but it, I have a lot of respect for those decisions and how difficult they can be. Jay Billis here on the Rich Eisen show, getting set to be an integral part of the ESPN draft coverage on Thursday night. Did I say that right? Did you did, you did. I'm a little bothered by the whole Rich Eisen show thing. I mean, it's Which so much about you, and uh, it's not really a, a we thing with you, is it? Well, I, I, uh, <laughs> uh, I'll bite. Uh, what, what do you What do you mean, Jay? Where What are What are, what are I mean, you saying? It's not, you know, it always used to rankle rankle me when when Sports Center anchors, mm-hmm. of which you were were an outstanding one. Thank you. Would throw to game day and say. Uh, now let's go out to Reese and the guys. And I'm like, screw you. How about, how about, how about Jingle, Seth Greenberg, LaFonso Ellis, and the host? Yes. You know, they don't say that. Right. Uh, very disappointing. But you don't even have, it's not even Rich Eisen and the guys. It's just the Rich Eisen show. Ah. Uh, look at look at me. Well, uh, no, it, it, it's, it's, called a, it, it's, it's called a radio reset. And, uh, and, and on top of it, Jay, I mean, my gosh, I mean, talk about harboring uh, two decades of <laughs> resentment. Um, oh, it's longer than that. I mean, that that was almost Tommy Pham like going and slapping <laughs> Jock Peterson months after the fact. You know, I mean, my gosh, I didn't. It just didn't occur. It just didn't occur to me. I mean, you've got the silhouette of yourself. I mean, there's not even anybody in the background watching you run with your suit on. That's true. These are all facts, Jay. <laughs> Guilty as charged. Wait, and, should we be on the side? But, like, I just used the, I just used his preferred adjective and setting him up. You know, and, and no, and I, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. You're making strides, but, <laughs> but boy, that Rich Eisen show thing, uh, long way to go. Long way to go. Uh, Jay Billis, a lot of upside there. Jay Billis, <laughs> who's more than just a guy, as uh, uh, talking about the NBA draft here uh, on the Rich Eisen show. So, who is the name of the European guy that fans are not familiar with, and they're pissed off that the team is going to draft tomorrow night, but then they'll love him once he starts playing for the team? Who's that guy? In this you know, draft there, aren't, uh, there aren't a ton of internationals in this draft that are going to be taken in the first round. Um, there's a there's a big guy, six eleven, Nikola Jovic from uh, from Serbia. Uh, there's going to be a number of, of people that call him Jokic by mistake, <laughs> but um, re- really talented talented player that's very versatile and can knock threes down. Uh, you know, I mean, I guess I guess you'd say that's stereotypical of uh, of what you call an international big guy now, but but it's it's true of, of players. Period. If you can't, it doesn't matter your size. If you can't shoot it, um, you, you're not valued uh, as highly anymore because you've got to be able to stretch the floor. It's a it's a spread floor game now. Uh, but he, he's probably the one that'll stand out in the first round, and and there may be some sort of draft and stash players in the second round. There's only 58 guys getting drafted this year, oddly enough. There's 60, usually 60, because there are 30 NBA teams. But two, uh, two slots late in the second round got forfeited. And, Uh-oh. and I've, yeah, I don't, I don't know what the forfeit policy is. What, what the mm, team said. Like that's the phrase that the that's the phrase that the NFL used uh, in reference to the first rounder, the Patriots. 
forfeited in the deflate gate. That's a word. That's that's a word, Brockman, right? You and all your New Englanders, you have a problem with that word. Yeah, forfeited. Sure, sure it was forfeited. Got it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that. I don't know what that's about. Stolen. I'm not. I'm not. You, as you know, words can be uh, fungible items. Jay, you know that, right? Yeah, I, I prefer vacated. Oh. Um, you know, forfeited. <laughs> you know, you vacated it. That's another way to put but, it. But vacated right. indicates uh, it was voluntarily given up. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Okay, so there's 58 first, <laughs> the 58 draft choices. I mean, that's a quicker night for isn't, you. Isn't forfeit? Isn't forfeit voluntary? You don't you don't forfeit by accident. Um, that's true too. By the way, don't mess with words with Jay Billis. He's gonna he's gonna parry and thrust the whole time. Don't just, worry about I'm it. I'm just still mad about this. It. Is a man who once put Barney on the on the stand, <laughs> as we know here on the Rich Eisen show. And the guys um, <laughs> here on our program. See how easy that was? Yeah, that's all. That's, Shout that's out, a Jay's no, Shout out to Jay's Jay for looking out. No. <laughs> Appreciate you, Jay. Hey, Jay, uh, you're also our Duke Whisperer. Um, so before I let you go into your Brooklyn uh, afternoon and evening, uh, John Rothstein's podcast, College Hoops Today, had Coach K on. And this is what he had to say about attending Duke games coming up this fall. John knows I'm here. I won't be able to go to any games, you know, uh, uh, not because he doesn't want me there or I don't want to be there, but, you know, there's no place in Cameron where you can, you know, a box or something where you can just get away from the maddening crowd. So uh, that's going to be frustrating because I'd like like to be there, but I also don't want to be in the way. And, so you don't plan uh, on going to any Duke games next year? No. Unless I, it could be on the road, right? If it's in a venue that has, you know, a box, you know, some place where you're, look, you, you, that's a distraction. I don't want to be a distraction, uh, you know, and uh, and I don't need, I don't need for people to see me. Okay. <laughs> you know, I mean, I've I've been seen enough, and uh, but I I do behind the scenes want John to always know, and I think he does know this. In fact, I know he knows this that I'm I'm there if uh, he needs me at any time. So, what did you uh, make of that, Jay? Surprised by that? Not surprised? What do you no, think? I'd, I'd heard him say that he wasn't going to go to the games. I hadn't heard the uh, the box theory that that uh, you know because Duke would build a skybox tomorrow if he wanted to go to the games. <laughs> uh, I just I don't think he wants to be the distraction, frankly. And uh, and that you know when when John Wooden retired to UCLA, he sat in the stands. And uh, and I'm not sure that was as you know as helpful when when people you know might not be happy with the coach looking at, at arguably at that time the greatest coach of all time maybe still uh, and saying wait a minute can you take a few steps down to the floor um, you know that's not uh, it, it, you know and, and you know maybe maybe it's not about um, yeah, I don't know, but I think I think the truth is, Rich, that he's got pickleball game scheduled, uh, and and because that that's what's going to happen is Coach K is going to rise up the level of ranked pickleball players. You know, he and his wife as a doubles combo. Mickey, um, you know, I think I think pickleball. You know, he's not a shuffleboard guy. He doesn't play golf. Wow. Uh, he used to play racquetball and tennis. So I think the natural thing for him now is to rise up the ranks in, in, in pickleball. You have no idea into <laughs> the troubled waters into which you have uh, unwittingly waited, uh, uh, Rich, Jay. you know how old Coach K is? Uh, because <laughs> He's I, 75. I play pickleball and enjoy it. It's a hell of a workout. It's great. I love it. 
and Brockman thinks it's of for people of a certain age and the fact that you just used it in the same sentence as a 70-some-odd-year-old man. 75. And also shuffleboard. Um, that's what's next for you, bud. I don't, I, 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 I don't know what else to say other than that's, uh, that's wrong. Well, I'm Jay. sure, Rich, you're an outstanding pickleball player. Yes. Given your athleticism, I've seen you run with a suit on. Very few guys do it as gracefully as you do. Yes. Uh, but um, I think Coach K would kick your ass on a pickleball court. <laughs> he, he's got... He's got a level of competitiveness that, that, frankly, I'm not sure as competitive as you are, uh, you'd be able to sniff. And, and look, I'm not sure. Uh, maybe maybe your pickleball play uh, with Susie is, mm. is all about you as well. Yes. Uh, whether it's just <laughs> your name on the pickleball court, nobody else's. Uh, I, you know, I'm hoping that when I see your your logo for yes. the Rich Eisen show, yes. that there'll be some other silhouettes in there going forward. No. Because you're propped up by an outstanding crew there that doesn't get, I mean, gets a lot of credit from your listeners, but yes. clearly not from the, the host. <clears throat> Look, Jay, um, this is all very slanderous. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, uh, plus, there, but there's, there's no, there's no, there's no officials. There's no officials that Coach K will be able to work and make afraid of him. You know, it'll be an even playing court, you know. So I don't know if he'll be able to handle any of that smoke. Oh, he's got a direct line down to the officials' locker room. I'm so sure, that, sure. that won't be a problem. Uh, they'll be he'll be able to intimidate them just with his just with his his former presence in the building. Mm. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think that'll be a problem. Damn, I did not <laughs> expect the answer to the question that I said. I even had the soundbite cut and everything. You know, I played it for the guest. Set up for I set it, it up. I, I, I and then um, I just had no idea the broadside was uh, yeah. was part of this thing. Jay, I also thought you were going to say Coach K Kink uh, doesn't want to go to the games because he's going to be coaching. So he's already going to be in the building. I I think he's done. Yeah, I think he's done with all that (laughs) stuff. Uh, But but you know, I like I would like to see him go to the games if he wants to. Um, But I don't know that he's able to do anything that he used to do when he was just a normal Joe. Like I don't think he goes to the grocery store. Uh, He he goes out to dinner, but but you know it's it's usually a private room type thing when he goes to dinner. And uh, and and I, I I can't remember. I don't think he knows any of the rules for uh, you know commercial air travel anymore. Um, you know liquids and all that stuff because I don't think he's been in a commercial airport in uh, in twenty years. But uh, uh, you know I know like I think he'd like to go to the games, but but I, I do think it'd be a distraction. People, people be looking at him trying to get his autograph and all that stuff. It's kind of like when you go to games, right? <laughs> Jay is on fire today. <laughs> All right, Jay. I appreciate. I see you. I see you. I look forward to seeing you tomorrow night with uh, who, who, who's on who's on the set with you. I'm really keen to know who you are on the set with tomorrow night. Who, who cares? It's called the NBA Draft with Jay Billis. No, that's right. <laughs> oh, I mean, you'll be bringing your thesaurus for Woj to tip his picks with different uh, ways of saying the words uh, about to select. I love that. That's my favorite part of the night. Is this Twitter feed like that? That's good stuff. My favorite part is looking at Twitter to see the drinking games that get established every time I say Wingspan, which is going to be a lot in this draft. <laughs> the amount of drunk people watching, uh, well, there will be faces hitting the floor before the 10th pick. Well, what's the over-under on Chet Holmgren's Wingspan mentions? That's got to be what? We'll set that at three and a half? What do you think? 
just for Chet yeah, Holmgren oh, alone. Oh, easily, easily. All right. yeah, like one year uh, after these drinking games were established, I did not say the word wingspan the whole draft. I came up with other things. I would say, you know, great linear extent in space and things like that. <laughs> wow. And uh, the whole draft, I didn't say it one time. I can't remember how long ago that was. That was a, that was a tremendous sort of Huge uh, tremendous challenge on my part. Huge upset. All right, Jay, I look forward to watching you tomorrow night. Um, hit him straight after all that. And then when you're back here in L.A., let me know. I'd love to have you up here, as always, in person. Thanks for the call, Jay. Looking forward to it, Rich. I'll be there. there Thank you. Got That's Jay Bellis right here on the Rich Eisen Show with Chris Brockman, T.J. Jefferson, and Jason Feller. <laughs> Thank you. And not Mike Del Tufo. What an all-star appearance from Oh, he was, uh, he was feeling it. Jay Bellis. Also, just a quick correction. Sean Bradley is alive. Sean Bradley is still with us, but he was in a terrible accident. I know that. Let's take a break right here on the Rich Eisen Show. A a pop culture anniversary is going to spark a conversation here, right? The big big, uh, anniversary for one of our favorite sports movies, although some people think it's not a sports movie. That's coming up next on the Rich Eisen Show. Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL draft, which means for me... I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, Five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Back here on our program, the Callaway Rogue Irons. There's four different types. You should go check them out. Certainly there's one for you if you're a low to mid handicapper there's a spot for you low to mid single digit handicappers have rogue st pro and put that on your hand and and get even lower on your card go ahead if you are a mid to high handicapper go grab the max os that's the best game improvement model that callaway is putting out there with their new rogue st irons if you're somebody with a slower swing speed and you need something that is totally lightweight with wider soles and uh, something that's their most high forgiving iron there's the max os light there's the rogue st max designed for the widest range of players just know that the rogue st irons that come in four different offerings all use artificial intelligence on high strength 450 steel it's the only irons ever to do so so no other irons perform like the new rogue st irons find your rogue st irons at callawaygolf.com slash go rogue we just showed uh, to our Peacock audience Ralph Macchio appearing here in 2018 in advance or just as 
Cobra Kai was hitting YouTube for the first time, sparking a spectacular run for that show. <clears throat> and a, uh, a bit of nostalgia, because everybody loves Karate Kid. Which, by the way, Love hit a theater near you today for the first time 38 years ago. 38 years ago. So, that got us to thinking. Because we've already been down this road before. Sure. About, is it a sports movie or not? I mean, it really is about a coming-of-age story. It's about a fish-out-of-water story. Right. It's about a... Um, kid who doesn't have a dad but finds a dad in yeah. somebody who 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 makes him more confident and makes him a terrific uh competitor in the field of karate used oh. him to just clean up his house yes all of his fixes paint the car. fence wax on wax off and but of course it does end in a cinema competition a sporting event does that make it a sports movie? I say no, actually. It's more like a, like a teen <clears throat> high school. There's movie. so many yeah. different ways to look at the Karate Kid. It's great. But we're going to look at it in terms of what, Chris, today? On we're going to look at it in terms of uh, fictional sporting events. So Smitch and I were talking this morning. Which fictional sporting event would you have most liked to attend? Ah. So we're talking about the All-Valley Karate Championship. Some other ones, Billy Chappell's Perfect Game from For the Love of the Game, Costner. Uh, the, how about the cons versus the guards in the original Longest Yard? I mean, where would you, I mean, we're not, we're not thinking about where you're attending this, right? Where, how, you're, how you're attending this. Are you a prisoner? Uh, no, I was thinking more of the fan. <laughs> okay. So you get to leave the penitentiary you at the end of the day. You get to go home afterwards. All right. Yeah. So now, now, now I'm interested. How about the 51 <laughs> Indiana High School Basketball uh, State oh. Championship? Get a seat in, but in the Butler Fieldhouse? Hickory against South Bend Central. Okay. Uh, some other ones we're thinking about. Rocky versus Drago. How about the championship game in the Mighty Ducks? You have a, do you have a two cents on this one, TJ? Yeah, you know me, but mine are was always going to be. Was, was, there, was there a sporting event in the last Boy Scout that I missed? Yeah, we're, we're, yeah but I don't <laughs> want to talk about that because I want to ruin the movie for you. Uh, Rudy, obviously, right uh, off the bat. That is Rudy fictional. Rudy's Rudy's real. That is fictional. Rudy, I agree. Real game. I agree. Oh, you, I didn't hear you say fi yeah, my bad. So I, agree. Say, I agree. Fictional. I agree. My bad. I would absolutely There's love to be in that fictional event. Yeah. Total fiction. Uh, you know, remember uh, the Titans, strong side, left side, just to be there with Coach Boone and those kids, or I don't know, like maybe one of Henry oh. Rodengartner starts. And, By the way, we got to <laughs> open the phone lines to this, 844-204-RICH. Yeah. There's a lot. I've got one. The two-on-two -two basketball tournament and White Man Can't what, Jump? That was the next one I was going to say. It's not a sporting event. It is. For Hoopers, it is. A Venice Beach course, I mean, if that man. counts, if that counts, then I would want to be one of those people on the train that got off the train to watch a young Roy Hobbs strike out the whammer in three pitches. That's not an event. I would have loved to have seen Roy Hobbs strike out the whammer on three pitches. Max Mercy behind the plate calling balls and strikes. So why, why is that not an I event? I think that counts. Because that's not an, well, it's not an event. It's the, a sporting... Well, the, event, the event minute, in the movie is that it? I'd want to be there for was the Knights versus Pittsburgh, I assume, Pirates uh, pennant. The the championship game.
between those two teams and Roy Hobbs breaking the the lights. Okay, that's what I that's what I would want to attend in the stands. You know, not standing room only like Glenn Close. You know, how about that's the, what I that, that's the baseball one I'd want to be at the final table at the, in the Cincinnati Kid. Well, you won't do final table. How are you not at the final table in Rounders? Right now we're talking. You want to be in KGB's lair while he's going heads up with Mike McDee. See, but the, that, that's what like an event like. The the, the all Valley. Valley karate tournament is a big event, right? It's an event, right? right. So I'm saying, like, are we? It, it's any anything to game, do with anything game, in a movie event? Yeah, just any sporting thing in a movie, like a slap sh- game in slap shot. Yeah, <laughs> can't do miracle, real thing, really. Happens. That's true. Space space, jam. but you could definitely do you space, yeah, space jam. <laughs> you could Monster. definitely do Rudy. Because that wasn't real. <laughs> Definitely real. I mean, I, there's video. Rudy apparently wants to hit me, as you know. Video on Rudy. I you understand. need to fight Rudy for charity. <laughs> you know what I mean? If you're going to disrespect me, <laughs> like Collinsworth looking dude in the slacks right there. 844 204 Rich, number to dial. Do we count the that. running man in this? Like, oh. I don't know if in I really. In the crowd at the running man? Yeah, I mean, oh, I don't know. Man. That's a very dystopic uh, future that I don't, I don't want to really be part of. I don't want to be part of that. By the way, shout out to that old lady who wanted to bet Ben Richards because she was a big winner. Well, as you know, that changed the world. She knew. That changed the world. She was a big winner. I would have. How about this? I would just show up just so I could get a version of the Running Man home game that Richard Dawson <laughs> handed out and then tap out. I'd want out. I'd want in and then I'd want out of that world. How about Unless uh, just long enough for the home game and to meet, meet uh, Maria Conchita Alonso. Of course. Well, I mean, that goes without saying. The basketball finale? Basketball. Oh, that's a good one. I don't know. We should I call Dan Patrick. He was there for that. How about Gryffindor wins the Quidditch Cup and Harry Potter? Oh. There you go. Okay, nobody beat me at Quidditch. You just went Quidditch. I did. <laughs> Poor Adam sitting back there thinking he's going to have an By easy way, day, but now the phone lines are lit. They just went crazy. Four four two zero four. Rich number to dial. Roller hook and ball, ladder. Rollerball finale. Brockman. Hook and ladder and Friday Night yeah, Lights season ball. one. You don't want to be part of that world. It's a very awful like future. Running, you don't want to be yeah, part yeah, of that. Understand. You don't want to be part of that. Okay. I would think like you'd have to really want to be there. Like I would want to go grab you know yeah. get one of those straw hats. And sit in the stands waiting for Roy Hobbs to hit the, the light stanchion. Back when people wore suits to baseball games. Oh, gosh, yes. You know me. I would be Natalie clad. Uh, it's too hot. <laughs> but in the meantime, I'd want to get off that train and watch uh, Roy Hobbs at the, the very way, young age. I mean, seriously, strike out poor, the poor Adam. Poor Adam. Just uh, six phone lines. Immediately. Friday, immediately. 844-204-RICH. <laughs> Friday Night Lights. Brockman, you know how many Friday, like Saracen to Riggins to oh, Smash in season one, the hook and ladder. You want to go to that over another? I mean, I know we're throwing them out. Like, also, which one would you really like want? Seven with Friday Night Lights season one is like every play was a Hail Mary to end the game. <laughs> it was great. It's a great season. It was a great season. Hell of a season. It's amazing. You know. How about the Bourbon Bowl, Waterboy? Huh? Oh, okay. Good one. Varsity Blues. Shout out Daniel Kramer. Just what, what, what part of Varsity Blues would you want to attend? Is that was that an event? The, the whipped cream. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it was. It, it, they were at the gun club. Ali Larder night. was yeah. uh, was front and center so, of that. Uh, okay, that was that event? event. I don't think that's an event. <laughs> it was not me. an event. I want to see the return of Shep in the bunker rim. I'll say it. Might have been an event after you watch the movie. Hey, hey. Lane Johnson coming up, people. <laughs>